I think we need to change this podcast to a true crime conspiracy theory podcast that exclusively focuses on uh, people that may or may not have been Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's not enough unsolved for a theater history. Maybe we could do like a like the next couple of weeks can uh-huh. be short in, like short intros to people who could have been Shakespeare. Uh, okay. Maybe like that I could do, right. but definitely not like a whole podcast on it. Just because I, was, I don't I, think Shakespeare, like Shakespeare. I just wanted, Shakespeare, I just wanted to play the uh, unsolved mysteries music underneath of us, saying random weird conspiracy theories about theater history. Oh well, we're gonna have conspiracy theories. Ooh, do not worry. Yes. Like, all right. Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, welcome back to Alternative Theater History. Uh, I am Brittany. I'm Alex. And Bowser's here, too, breathing heavily into the microphone. God, I'm so sorry. His tongue is lolling out of his mouth right now. I am actually going to take a picture so that this can get posted to Instagram. Yep. There he is. Boy. uh, We love you. We love you, Bowser. He disagrees. So uh, check out our Instagram, Alternative Theater History, to uh, see a picture of our dog while we're recording. This week, as I mentioned last week, we're going to be talking about a a particular character in theater history. One that I'm kind of a total nerd for. So what do you know about Christopher Marlowe, also known as Kit Marlowe? Oh. Yeah. Uh, didn't know that. That's a cool nickname. Yeah, I like isn't it? it? It's hot. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good Chris. That's better than Chris. I, Kit I a have a, a nerd crush on Christopher Marlowe. I see. You're going to find that out well, today. Well, uh, he made a deal with the devil and then he left his mortal form to assume the new mortal form of William Shakespeare. And <laughs> no. Anything else? Uh, he did write Faust, right? He like did write idea. Dr. Faust. Yes. Yes. Anything else that you know? Uh, may have been. Well, yeah, it wasn't there argument of like whether or not he was a contemporary of Shakespeare or if like he, but they're like running close to the same time, but they're not. So we'll get quite. into that. Shakespeare in Love like throws off my theater history game yeah. with Christopher Marlowe. So, uh, yes, <laughs> even though that is a lovely film, <laughs> yes, there are some absolute historical inaccuracies. So, Christopher Marlowe. Oh, God, I'm such a fangirl. Uh-huh. I'm trying to figure out the best way to lead into this without being so obviously a fangirl. He was a playwright. And beautiful man. Okay. Like, the the images of this man, check this man's hair. I will. They will be posted on Instagram. I mean, I've seen him in you Shakespeare can... in Love. He's pretty handsome. <laughs> that counts. All right, so Christopher Marlowe was born in 1564. He was the son of a Canterbury shoemaker, so he was from the the poorer side of town. He attended the King's School on a scholarship for gifted children of the poor. Check out these smart poppers. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there's there's some classism to talk about there, mm-hmm. but... This is um, another underdog story. That yeah, it is, okay. and I love it. I love it so much. So while he was in school, he translated a bunch of Roman plays and epic poems, especially the work of Ovid. So he did very well in school. And he Clearly, eventually... Clearly he was gifted for the poor. Or he whatever. was a gifted child for the poor. So he went to school um, 
pass like uh he went to college mm-hmm. uh, at Corpus Christi College in Cambridge. So he went to Cambridge. Not in Texas. Correct. Different in Cambridge in England. He also went to that on scholarship. While he was there, he wrote his first full-length play, Dido, Queen of, Ca- of Carthage. Okay. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty decent play, especially for a first-time writing, mm-hmm. or the first play he wrote. Um, he earned his degree at the, quote-unquote, special urging of Queen Elizabeth's Privy Council. So this is where things are going to start getting Sorry, a little the, interesting. Sorry, the, the, the title Privy Council mm-hmm. just makes it sound like... like that's like the plumbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's basically her private council. Oh, okay, there we go. Yes. <laughs> so, Queen Elizabeth Pardon me, I have like, to go visit my privy council. <laughs> <laughs> it's upstairs to the left. A little powder my nose. So, when it's, it's when he goes to university that we see the first evidence that Marlowe might have been a spy for Queen Elizabeth. Insert unsolved mystery thing. So, um, while wait for what? <laughs> remember, this is right when Queen Elizabeth had just taken over. Okay. Who was prior to Queen Elizabeth? Uh, Do you remember? This is it's okay the, if you don't, no, because I don't, there's a don't. lot of things that go on. Right, no. There, this Who was, was Queen Elizabeth's father? Uh, King. Yeah. Mm, there's like three names I could say. Henry. Okay, yep, there's one of them. Who's the most famous of King Henry's? Eight. Yes. Eight, Henry. Good old yes, Henry. and do you remember who the mother of Queen Anne Elizabeth was? Uh-huh. Okay, that's okay, all right. All yeah, right. so thinking back to... Henry. Right. And his... The murders. Yes. And his stance on religion. Right. How he broke from the Catholic Church to so create could, his own... It's so he could divorce so and then murder his... So he could divorce his, his wife <laughs> and get more wives right. to get sons. Right. Which he couldn't do because his wee-wee broke him. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he thought it was not his wee-wee. Right, right. He thought it was everybody else's broken. Um, but guess what, buddy? Science. You don't know what that is yet. <laughs> so, um, there were a lot of, the, the, the crown changed a lot of hands. Right. She basically had to, um, get rid of her sister. Okay. Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, okay. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. This Locked is all going together. in the Tower yep. of London. Sure. Yes. Kind of a badass bitch. Mary, Queen of Scots or Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Both, I feel like. Well, yes, but Queen Elizabeth especially. Okay, yeah. She was a stone cold woman. Yeah. She had the um, big, like, heart, like, yes. Queen of Hearts style hair, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's, that you, the image you're thinking yes. of is, yeah. is her. Yeah. Yes. Um, so she comes onto the scene and is basically trying to take a very broken England mm-hmm. and get it all back together. Right. And she does that under the, um, the Protestant religion. Okay. And she is very concerned about Catholic uprising. Okay. So then you have someone, or many someones, whose job as spies were to infiltrate anywhere that there might be a small Catholic uprising beginning, mm-hmm. get names of people, uh-huh. and well, those uprisings. Ooh. Was Marlowe is... an assassin? 
here's where the conspiracies <laughs> come in. That would be awesome. So suspicion fell on him after he traveled to, um, God, I'm not going to say this right, Reims. It's the location of a Catholic seminary. Sure. I believe um, you. And the government issued a letter saying that despite his school's reluctance to still give Marlowe his degree, Marlowe, quote, should be furthered in the degree he was to take this next commencement. Because it was not Her Majesty's pleasure that anyone employed, as he had been, in matters touching the benefit of his country, should be defamed by those that are ignorant of the affairs he went about. In other words, you know how he went to this Catholic seminary and disappeared for a little while, and that's part of the reason why you don't want to give him your degree? You don't know what he did for the queen while there, and you're not going to know, so just give him the degree. But but what you need to know is that you need to give Give him the degree. (laughs) He earned his degree. We know he dipped out for a couple semester or a semester and they, and he didn't give any notice and then he came back and then he wanted his degree just, just give him the degree so there are questions about did he have a relationship with queen elizabeth the mm-hmm. first queen elizabeth the first obviously never married mm-hmm. so she was Not known to me, but sure yeah oh i'm sorry I <laughs> <laughs> sorry I just we we dumb here listening to no 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 so she she didn't get married so she but she had many lovers uh-huh. and the question is was he one of them because obviously some of her lovers were wealthy patrons and some of her lovers were the people she was the patron for Excuse me, Bowser. I know. That's crazy, right? A woman owning her own sexuality <laughs> during the Renaissance period. Restoration. It's crazy. No, no? this is Renaissance. Oh, this is Renaissance. We do. Sorry. Sorry, we're going back and forth in time and I'm confused <laughs> where we are. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I didn't want to just start in the beginning and work our way to the fun stuff It's a later. very good place to start. Well, yeah. Fine. So, the question was, like, was there something more going on there? Mm-hmm. Or was he just working for her right. in this kind of, in this spy way? Um, she Spina. was, yes. Assassination. Well, Playwriting. I don't want to say that he was an assassin because there's no evidence I to do. my I knowledge I pointing that. I'm gonna, no, we're spreading to that rumor. the idea Marlo. that he personally killed anyone. Double, double O Marlowe. But yes, Double O Marlowe definitely told the names of people who then were killed or quieted Mm. in various ways. But I don't know that he ever actually, like, figuratively pulled a trigger. Obviously, Ben's didn't. That wasn't really a thing. Uh, Crossbows, though. They have triggers. Valid. So, she was a patron of the arts. She loved the theater. She supported him as an artist, mm-hmm. as well as possibly as one of her spies. When Marlo moved to London... Possibly a lover. Who knows? I don't. But the <laughs> stories are great. And that's where history is so much fun. Yeah. Because it's a lot of collections of stories, and you try to find out which ones have the same through lines right, and where, right. the, where everything connects. Yeah. So in a long story... There might only be like six points of intersection, right. but how many of those intersecting points make the rest of the story make sense right. and how many of them don't? Yeah. So there's, I, I definitely think in my, from my own research, he was a spy for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the lover aspect holds water, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty there's sure a he was a spy. There's a, po- there's there's a, a possibility, but I'm pretty sure he was definitely a spy. Whether Maybe it, a world-class assassin. License to kill. <laughs> Double O Marlowe. There's your su- there's your subtitle for this week. 
all of this to say, after he was, well, after after Cambridge was like told <laughs> after, to after give he him his degree, came back and got his degree. So he got his degree, under uh, possibly under nefarious circumstances. He moved to London and started writing plays full time for the Lord's Lord Admiral's men. Okay. Uh, Tamberlin the Great was his first play for them, written specifically for a public theater. Um, his other plays, as you mentioned, Dr. Faustus is probably the most famous in theater history. Conference. I know that's the only one I ever read of his. So. Yeah. Um, the Jew of Malta, The Massacre of Paris, and Edward II. He didn't write that many plays, mm-hmm. but they were or all very he? good. We'll get to it. <laughs> so his patron during the period was Thomas Walsingham. Thomas Walsingham was the nephew of the spy master of the English crown, Sir Francis Walsingham. So there was, again, more connections to this spy network. Um, So he likely continued to spy on dissenters for extra financial gain whenever he was not writing and working in the theater. This is where things... This is like his cover. He's like, I'm just a playwright. (laughs) Don't mind me. (laughs) As I go and do some research and... Hail Mary full of grace. Don't mind me. I'm just here in this Catholic service taking names. Who are you? Uh (laughs) Where do you live? In May of 1593, so this is, let's see, so this would have put him at, oh God, I should do, I should know how to do this math. That's pretty simple. He was 29. Um, This is also when he died, the same year he died. 29? He died at 29. But remember, he wrote five. What am I doing with my life? Okay, what was it? (laughs) One, two, three, four. Yeah, including um, Tamberlane. And if you include Dido, I mean, like, that's six really good full-length verse plays Yeah. by the time he was 29. Yeah. Also completed two degrees, possibly was spying for the, for the <laughs> right. queen. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Who knows? 29. Okay. Where are we? You're winning me over. I'm over becoming, 30. I'm becoming a fan <laughs> of Marlowe. So uh, he, was, he was an international man of mystery, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So in May of 1593... More, what, more, more 007 or Austin Powers? Uh, 007. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, there was a document threatening Protestant Dutch immigrants written in very poor verse that was posted on the wall of, of a French church. It was okay. called the Dutch Church Libel. I don't believe that it's it was written by him just because it was the verse that it was written in is so... It, it sounds like someone who maybe doesn't know that language. But that's maybe what he wanted you to think. There is that as well. The <laughs> libel... A world-class spy would never make that rookie mistake. Exactly. So the the libel was signed by Tamburlaine. Okay. So oh. his play, and it contained references to the Jew of Malta and the massacre of Paris, or the massacre at Paris. So two of his other plays. Uh-huh. When investigations into this began, they couldn't find Marlowe, okay. so they went to his old roommate Thomas Kidd, who wrote the Spanish tragedy, because okay. you know everybody was just always yeah. with everybody else in that period. I mean, it's the same thing now. Artists all live yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in artist housing together. Yeah. So Thomas Kidd was arrested and tortured for information oh. on Marlowe's political and religious leanings. During his personal interrogation, um, Kidd would claim that some heretical paperwork, papers that were found in their shared space uh-huh. were written by Marlowe. Okay. Kid actually died three months later 
never having fully recovered from whatever torture he sustained. Or was that was that the cause, or did Marlo take care the job? of it? <laughs> Who knows? Um, eventually, Marlo was arrested okay. under this hearsay and confined to remain um, within a I think it was like a 12, 15 mile radius of the court. So it was basically under house arrest. Yeah. So around the same time, something called the Baines Note came out. Um, Born by it. Born <laughs> by it. it. Okay. So the note, the actual title of the note, because this is that period whenever everything's titled or like 16 paragraphs long. Oh, okay, yeah. So the actual title of the note was, quote, a note containing the opinion of one Christopher Marley concerning his damnable judgment of religion and scorn of God's word, end quote. Marley? Marley, M-A-R-L-Y. So there's some fun jokes there. Marley, Marley and Marley. Marley. Okay, yeah. So I'm glad we got that out of our system. <laughs> um, in the, no- in the, in the, the note, it, it stated that Marlowe had said, quote, he affirmeth that Moses was but a juggler. I, I mean, okay, sure, maybe. maybe he was. I don't know him. What is that? <laughs> what? So there's that. Quote, that the first beginning of religion was only to keep men in awe, which maybe it was. <laughs> you never know. Quote, that Christ was a bastard and his mother dishonest. That was a little harsh. <laughs> that is harsh. I mean, not necessarily unfounded, but... A little harsh. But yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah. Uh, quote, that... All they that love not tobacco and boys are fools. Okay. So let me let me rephrase that in uh-huh. a way that doesn't have like that weird broken negative. Uh-huh. All those who do not love tobacco and boys are fools. This is so, for the boys. Sodomite implications. Oh, oh, there okay. you go. Right. Okay. And last but not least, quote that in almost every company, Marlowe persuades men to atheism. Willing them not to be afraid of bugbears and hobgoblins. So, Roll for initiative. Right, that's all I think of you. <laughs> what about owl bears? Yeah. They sound fun. I always want. I've always wanted to meet one. So basically, stating how much either he was, he was basically an atheist. Right, is what it came down to. Yeah, yeah. And in this time period, that's, he had that's been. A, that's, that's a big, that's a big no-no. no-no. You can. And think back even further to the fact that he is very well connected with the crown. Yeah. Which is trying very hard to quell anyone. Right. Well, this is this plays into this whole spy network thing. Yes. And like the, is he a mole? Or exactly. is it like, you know, yeah. So that's where some of the, the questions come up. Were these things that he said to try to get people to admit that they were thinking anti-Protestant thoughts or was he honestly anti-Protestant despite the fact that he was a spy trying to leak all of this information about Catholics. He he, he weaseled his way into the the spy network in order to start sussing out people who were actually helping the the system so that he could break it down from the inside. Exactly. So there's there's this whole like question of what was going on. This here. needs to be a movie. I know. But like alternate history. I would love this to be a right, movie. That would be oh, good. Thank the, God. Like, <laughs> alternate history, I alternate just... timeline, Christopher Marlowe, man of mystery. Yeah. 
mole spy double agent. So I'm going to get to the end of Marlowe's life. Okay. 1593, the same year all of these other things are going on. It's been a really crap 29th year of life for him. Mm-hmm. With his friends getting tortured for information, he's arrested and put under house arrest, and all these different things are going on. He's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. He found himself <laughs> at a bar, accompanied by three men uh, Ingram Frizzer, Nicholas Scaries, and Scaris, William Shakespeare, and Robert Poley, okay. all employees of the Walsinghams. Okay. Do you remember who the Walsinghams are? The, uh... That's the spy network thing, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, remember his first patron. Yes. Whenever right. he was writing. The, the son the, of the, the spy network. Yeah, yeah. Or the nephew of yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, the spy yeah. network. Yeah. Um, so all of these men who were employed uh-huh. by the Walsingham family. Right. And Christopher Marlowe. Roll up on Christopher go into Marlo a bar. In a bar. This is the start of a joke. I know. Christopher right? Marlowe and three Walsinghams walk into a bar. And Three Walsinghams walk out. Uh, correct. <laughs> so those... Present for this particular brawl would go on. So hold on, hold on. on. I want to get, I want to get laid out straight. Mm -hmm. They all enter the bar together, or Marlowe enters the bar and then these thugs enter the bar. I do not know the answer to that. Okay. I do know that all four of them were seated together having a meal together. Okay. Like they were together. Whether right. they came together or not, I the, don't it, know. When, when in but the when bar, they were in the bar, they, they were together. together. Okay. All right. Those present would claim that Marlowe attacked Frizzer over a quote unquote reckoning. Also known as just like fight over the bill. Oh, okay. I don't want to pay the bill. <laughs> sort of thing. It is a reckoning. In settling the bill. I don't want to pay the tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the tip this time. I got it last week. But what ended up happening was, as you said, the Walsingham employees and Christopher Marlowe walk into the bar. The Walsingham employees walk out of the bar and Christopher Marlowe stays. Well, actually, he does walk out of the bar and he died in the alleyway outside oh. of the bar with from a knife wound to his eye. Ah. Oh. Yeah, he got stabbed in the eye with a knife uh. in quote-unquote self-defense. Uh. Um, but the injuries of the person, a frizzer is the one who actually supposedly, allegedly, did the stabbing of his eye. Uh-huh. After this reckoning. Yes. Okay. He, his injuries suggest that he might have been pommeled by, like, the, the hilt of a, of a knife okay. or a dagger. Yeah, so yeah. kind of like, I'm intending to wound you, but right. not kill right. you. Yeah. So for him to turn around and straight up stab, stab him in the eyeball. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's, that's. Not normal over a bill. <laughs> so who knows how much they were drinking? Oh. I don't know. That might have some sort of effect they, in this I as mean, well. Maybe the tab was really high or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe Christopher Marlowe ordered a steak and everyone else got salad, but he didn't want to pay for the steak. Like I don't we know. Should, we should split, split this bill. bill evenly. No, no, like, no, 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 no. You pay for yeah. your salad. You- and- you ordered $200 of food. I ordered $2, a $2 drink. Exactly. <laughs> so who knows? But suffice it to say that Christopher Marlowe, at the age of 29... Passed away in an alleyway after getting stabbed in the eye. Correct. So this is where... What a way to go. Right? So sad. Spy, possible double agent, international man of mystery. And this is why I don't think he did any of the killing. 
to be honest, if there were kill if Why? he was, he was if he was that good at killing people without getting any notice in any sort of writings and history, uh, how on earth did he let some dude with a knife stab him in the eye? Well, if you're if you're if you're like a stealthy, sneaky sort of person, like uh, well, it's maybe. about getting the jump on the people. Like if somebody gets the jump on you, then you're SOL at that yeah. point. Yes, that's true. Because we started out with Shakespeare. Uh-huh. I need to really quickly get into how Shakespeare is possibly related to Marlowe. So this is where the dates become important. Mm -hmm. I hate dates. Yes. So I have them all written down. (laughs) So Shakespeare was born in 1564. Supposedly. Allegedly. Well, that was whenever his name was added to the ledger. Oh, okay. So that's legitimate. Okay, okay. Like that was... Sure. The date, it might be the 22nd or the 23rd, right. depending on uh, yes. like when he was born versus when the name was added. Right. But we right. know 1564. Okay. Christopher Marlowe was also born in 1564. Mm. So they're of the same age. Suspicious. Right. Whatever. So their ages line up. Uh-huh. 1585 to 1592 uh-huh. are what's known as the lost years in Shakespearean history because okay. we don't know very much about what he did, where he was, what he was doing, which that period of time, 1585 to 1592, line up with when Marlowe was incredibly popular in the public theater. Okay. So there's that, that was when he was in his prime. The After first, he was doing all his spy business for... Simultaneous. Well, okay. Simultaneous. Um, The first recorded works of Shakespeare were written in the early 1590s, but we don't have exact dates. Because Shakespeare never really, like, wrote down his plays. Mm. It was all cobbled together. Right. Stolen. The greatest plagiarist of all time. It's true. He'll have his own episode. Possibly a two-parter. But no, I'll I'll try to get him down to one. But anyway. We'll talk about how plagiarism is cool later, everybody. Oh my god, no we won't. It's not cool. (laughs) We think he was writing in the early 1590s, but it could have been 1593, 1594, even mid. Don't know. It could have been whatever. So, due to the plagues of 1592 to 1593, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem likely that most of his plays were actually performed in public until 1593, 1594, so roughly after Marlowe's death. Right. There are some people who believe that Marlowe, realizing that he got into some really deep doo-doo <laughs> with the crown, <laughs> staged his death. All right. Possibly did something. I mean, obviously, if you get stabbed in the eye, you're going to mutilate a, the way yeah, your face yeah, looks. Yeah. Which is so sad because he was so pretty. But well, anyway. You mess up the hair, though. No, that's true. That hair stayed the same. It was silky and gorgeous. Don't judge me. You're judging me. I can no. feel it. But anyway, he, there's there are some that think that he staged his death and took on a new face and took on a new role mm-hmm. as Shakespeare so that he could continue to write his plays and have a more prolific career upon the stage, but without all that came with being Christopher Marlowe. Mm-hmm. And his connections to the spy network and the queen and all of those sorts of things. Queen slate. Now here's the problem. They would have run in the same circles. The people that worked with Christopher Marlowe would have also been working with or directly in opposition to William Shakespeare. Well, and uh, my other question is, we've got Shakespeare's name in this ledger or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
is Marlo's name also in a similar ledger? From whenever he was born? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so like these a are two thing. like so either he like he's like the first identity thief that like Or exactly. <laughs> Did he steal his identity? Right. Was he another person who may he went have to the just ledger and went gone like, to London yeah, yeah, yeah. and Marlowe found him as one of these Stabbed anti him in the Protestant eye, people. Pulled out his ID. Took care of business and then stole his identity. We don't know. I don't think it's true. I think Shakespeare was his own person. If you have any information oh about the death of Christopher Marlowe or his connection with William Shakespeare, call this number. Oh my god, no. I don't <laughs> believe that they were the same person. There are just too many I know, things you think that he's I the think. the Earl of Sandwich or whatever. No, I think Shakespeare is Shakespeare, okay. and that's. I, people just hate the idea that someone who was from such a low birth was able to create all that he did. He stole a lot, though. Which is part of the reason why I think he was real. <laughs> okay, yeah. But anyway. Oh, he definitely has his own issues. Mm. But that's what makes him a person. Right, that's true. Anyway. So, the problem that I have with it is if you ran in the exact same circles, yeah, you get, you're going to get noticed. Yeah. You're going to slip up. Something is going to give you away as you're not, like, dude, you're Christopher Marlowe right. and you're back. Like, what's going on here? Like, we thought not... you died, dude. Yo, bro, what's up? <laughs> it's been like, oh, oh, we, thought a, we thought you took a dagger to the yeah, eye. Like, what's going on? There's, there's, there are some scholars who were there, question were there this a series? This was around the time, but was the plague real, or was it just Christopher Marlowe silencing all the people that were recognizing him as Christopher Marlowe? I feel like I need to make you a little tin hat. <laughs> I really do. Christopher Marlowe is alive and well today. He created Corona, and his name is Keanu Reeves. Oh my God, no! Well, see. Same silky hair. Yeah, right? But mm -hmm. he definitely had a rounder face than uh, Keanu does. I mean, yeah, Keanu's just weight. a vampire, and that's fine. That's like, cute. I'm I'm here for that, too. But, anyway. So, Christopher <laughs> Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe is an amazing... I'm, I'm going to call him a character. He's a character from theater history. Yeah. From the story of theater history. Yeah, yeah. And I, I could talk all day about his plays as well. But... Him as a person, the life that he lived, how it was connected to the theater and to the general like context of just being in England during that time period mm -hmm. is astounding. Yeah. And so much if you go back and you read his plays, I mean, Tamberlin the Great, Tamberlin is such an atheist. The whole story is just him basically being an atheist okay. and ticking off authority figures left <laughs> and right. Okay. It's amazing. So you can see so much of his life and his story Allegedly. within the plays that he was writing. Right. And there's something really fascinating about that as well. So do you understand why I have such a nerd crush Yeah, he's on, cool. On he's super cool. Sweet baby Kit. Yeah. You wouldn't be upset if I left you <laughs> for Kit Marlowe. I, I don't. I... I mean, yeah, that wouldn't work anyway. But except he's, he's been, still alive to this he day. Might, he might still be alive. If that's the truth, come and, find me. And he, uh, inside of a car, driven by. I Hoff, don't know where this is going. Uh, the the Hoff it, it Night Rider. It's a Night Rider joke. The name of the car in Night Rider's kit. 
Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Alex, and I'm off the podcast yet again. <laughs> it seems to be a running theme. You're really trying to make this, this happen. I love being here. Please don't kick me off. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have too far to go. We live in the same home. All right. So for next week. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, what are we doing? What, I don't next? know. I will poll the audience and see if there's something someone's yeah, interested cool. in hearing yeah, about. Yeah, I like that. And uh, we'll we'll go from there. We're doing this a few weeks ahead of time. So yeah, you can, so you I'll, can I'll poll on the Instagram if if you're listening to this right now and you have not seen that poll. Maybe go check out our Instagram page, take a look, find it, and uh, you can what? send me a DM. How, whatever, how can let they me know find our Instagram? Um, go to Alternative Theater History on Instagram. And again, if if the poll is done, just send me a DM and let me know some things that you're interested in hearing about. Something that maybe you recall from your theater history class or something that maybe you saw on... I don't know, the History Channel after dark, as we, we tend to talk about How it now. How did the ancient aliens build the Globe Theater? Uh, well, we can talk about and that. And why is William Shakespeare a Martian? <laughs> so let us know what you're interested in, in hearing about next, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, let's learn more things together. Yay, thanks for listening. And we'll remember, see you next week. plagiarism is super cool. <laughs> No, it's not. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.